you know, a couple of years ago, well, it had been two years, but close to two years when everything shut down because of the pandemic, they just said, well, I tell you what, we're going to do school virtually. And we'll, you know, go on computers and teach. And then they found out that a whole lot of the people, especially at DISD, didn't have computers. And then when they got them computers, they realized they didn't have access to the Internet. And slowly and surely something's been done about that. But maybe it's about to be done in a more substantive way, coincidental with the uh, Martin Luther King holiday, uh, Banco Centenaire uh, Consumer, which is based here in the USA is making a major investment in in putting that capability out in the hands of students and people who need it. The the president and CEO of Sandander Consumer USA's Mahesh Aditya, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. Appreciate the opportunity. Well, I mean, this is a great initiative. So how did you, and not a better time than than Martin Luther King Day to, to, to kick this off. Tell me how you got involved. So, uh, so David, as you said, uh, the pandemic kind of, uh, you know, came as a sort of uh, bolt from the blue for a lot of us. And uh, Santander Consumer principally uh, is in the auto lending business. And we have um, a big percentage of our customers are what you'd call subprime customers. So for us, uh, it was a pivotal moment to uh, not only understand that, you know, there was there was a lot going on in the economy, but the sort of haves versus the have-nots, and the and the and the and the sort of pin dropped, which was you know a very large percentage of our customers were likely to continue to need auto loans, were likely to continue to be in a position where you know they kept talking about a K-shaped recovery, where the bottom leg of the K uh, was the people who would be left out of the recovery, and I think the realization that we we felt was that our customers. Uh, who more than likely were likely to have lower credit scores uh, should not be should not be part of that cohort. And I think we did everything at that time. We did a lot of introspection, a lot of thinking within the organization about how best we could reach out to communities. And bridging bridging the digital divide came up as as one of the things that we felt would affect uh, the underserved communities with the greatest right. impact. In, in a very short time frame. It, it almost sounds to me like, from reading about this, that Dallas is sort of a test market. You're talking about a $7 million investment in Dallas, but then expanding out, because you operate all over the country, but going out to what, That's L.A. Right. and Atlanta and other areas where you operate, and, and pretty much doing the same thing? Yeah, that's the idea. Dallas, as you said, is a test market. And over the next two years, we, exp- we intend to expand to Los Angeles, Atlanta, Tampa, uh, and Mesa, Arizona, which is Tampa and Mesa, are the two places where we have large sites. Uh, and the entity that we're going to be working with is called CompuDopt, and uh, they they are the ones who've identified this great opportunity. And the idea here is to provide 10,000 households with free high-speed internet laptops and provide them with digital skills, including call center with uh, you know with different language capabilities, etc. Yeah, that was the other thing that really it just slapped you in the head when you did realize that that. Internet was not ubiquitous, and not right. everybody, you know, walked around with a laptop, um, and 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 that's abs- that's absolutely necessary. And a lot of your business has gone digital too, it got online, right? Well, yeah, we were kind of forced into that space, right? So when you talk about a lot of people not having internet and access, uh, the first, one one of the first things we did with the pandemic was to move five thousand employees to work from home. And the biggest thing with that was giving giving them the infrastructure at home to be able to work. 
So that meant giving them hotspots, wireless connectivity, VPN access in a way in which that they could, in a, in a seamless way, continue to service our customers. That for us was the biggest. I mean, I, I think it was it was a minor sort of miracle the way our technology and operations people pulled that off in a very, very short uh, period of time. Well, and you've got that beautiful building in downtown Dallas, too. Is anybody in there right now? Well, right now it's uh, it, it's it's got skeletal stuff. I mean, I just wish uh, we'd sort of get over this. And, you know, Omicron and uh, we're running out of Greek Greek alphabets, I guess. But at some point, her, her, her immunity has to kick in. But uh, right now, it's a very skeletal stuff, and we haven't yet come back to work, of so, course. So tell me about your business. I'm intrigued. You know, again, you're doing, you know, loans on, you know, used cars, second-hand cars, that sort of thing. And that's the market that has just absolutely taken off. But I, I, it's it's not folklore anymore to hear about somebody who could sell their used car for more than they were going to pay for a new car. That's got to help your loan loss, if nothing else. That's right. I mean, it does a bunch of things. You're absolutely right. It helps our loan losses. What also helps our loan losses is the fact that, uh, you know, the federal government was as generous as they were in terms of the repeated uh, bouts of stimulus uh, that they announced. And we've heard of the great resignation, people preferring to stay at home because they were getting the unemployment check. All of that, if you had asked, you know, I was listening to one of your other shows over the weekend and you talked about a black swan event. I think this whole idea that you have the, you know, in the beginning of Feb, February or March last year, or two years ago in 2020, we had no idea that all of this yeah. was going to happen. Absolutely. In terms of gov- government stimulus, the way people were going to fall sick, the very rapid way in which people were going to die. It very, I think within nine months, we'd lost 10 times the number of people we lost in Vietnam. And that, all of that sort of led to, uh, you know, side effects from which one of which was used car prices and the complete uh, slowdown in manufacturing of new vehicles. And I think we came out benefiting, which is why I've been so passionate about returning back, you know, returning something back to uh, the community and giving back to our customers and making sure that they don't feel like we, all we did was make money through, you know, through this event. Right. You know, and, and actually, and you lay out a good timeline for what we've been through, but now we're going through a period where, we're having to get out of this. And I, I think of the Fed and the activity and, you know, the reaction we've seen over the last week since the minutes for the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meeting. And they indicated they're going to start raising interest rates maybe faster and steeper than anybody thought. So this is going to have an impact on a lot of businesses, you know, yours, for example. Yeah, uh, our, our business will probably be a little bit slower to be affected because most of our loans are fixed rate, unlike, you know, some other like commercial loans, et cetera, which have a, which have a connectivity to a variable uh, index. Right. So most of our loans, as a matter of fact, all our loans are fixed rate loans. And then uh, the, the, the area where it will affect us is how we raise money. So a predominant part of our fundraising uh, you know, program is to go into the, into the public securitization markets. And that, like this, this year alone, we would have issued you know, a record number of uh, asset-backed securities. Next year, we expect those rates are going to be going to, going to be significantly higher, and that sort of feeds into the cycle of higher cost of funds and therefore higher rate to the customer. Well, and and hopefully, um, you know, we get back to some sort of equilibrium and things settled back, and at least things weren't too too bad. But you know, when all this began back in March of 2020, maybe we can get back to that point. I think one of the uh, somebody referred to this as a social experiment. And I quite agree with that. I think the fact that the government was able to inject this kind of money, uh, stimulus money into the economy, and actually see 
the economy perhaps come back and perhaps come out of what could potentially have been a historic recession. I think that has that has proven to us that there is a baseline resilience in the economy. You know, the other astonishing thing that we benefited from was the way savings rates went up. Savings right. rates at one point were in excess of 30 percent. Right. And at, when you talk about an economy where it's never been more than five, six, seven percent, suddenly go up, you know, three and four fold. That was a big uh, that uh, that was a big sort of uh, eyes eyes open moment for us where all of a sudden, you know, people were paying off their auto loans and paying ahead and stuff like that. Well, and again, I, I think a, a lot of a lot of lessons learned, a lot of things change, you know, coming out of this, and not the least of which is back where we began with this this sort of digital revolution and evolution, and everybody's got to be connected, and um, it's in everybody's best interest. So, a very timely project. We wish you all the best with that. Thank you very much, David. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation with Mr. Udina. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.